everyone. Welcome to the Hascast, made on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The Hascast is a podcast where we explore the power of humanities, arts, and social sciences research in Australia and around the world. I'm your host, Damien O'Mara, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Dr. Catherine Hartung. Catherine is a senior lecturer in education in the Department of Education at Swinburne University of Technology. Catherine's teaching and research brings together the fields of sociology, education, cultural studies and citizenship to explore how educational and political institutions govern young people's lives and how young people and the adults who care for them and educate them negotiate this governance. You can follow Catherine on Twitter at Cathati, that's at C-A-T-H-A-R-T-Y. And today, Catherine is the lead author on a study published in the journal Media International Australia titled Teachers of TikTok, Glimpses and Gestures in the Performance of Professional Identity. Join me as we learn more about this exciting research. Catherine, for joining me on the Hascast. Your recent publication, Teachers of TikTok, Glimpses and Gestures in the Performance of Professional Identity, is actually part of a bigger research project. And I thought a great place for us to start would be if you could tell me a bit about the research that you're doing into teacher and pre-service teacher use of TikTok and social media. Right, yeah. So um, it all began back in, you know, early 2020 pandemic times, we're still in pandemic times, but uh, people were just starting to go into lockdown and there were a growing number of teachers who were kind of going digital by default. And um, at the same time, TikTok was sort of growing as, a, as an up and coming platform. And um, a lot of teachers were turning to TikTok to kind of share their experiences of online teaching. And there was one, my exposure to this really started it wasn't even on TikTok, ironically, it was on Twitter. Um, but there was a video from TikTok that had been shared on Twitter of a young uh, teacher from the US, from Washington, um, called Mackenzie Adams. And she did a video of her trying to engage kindergarten kids uh, in an online lesson, which ended up going viral. I think it got about 10 million views in a week. And it was pretty... Um, uh, the responses to me were fascinating because immediately people were like, this, this teacher is phenomenal. Like she deserves to be paid a million dollars a year. And there was this sort of, it, the response was very positive. She was kind of applauded and it, it, it was interesting to me, from my perspective to consider how it was affecting the public image of teaching. On the other hand, there were also those who were sort of saying, this is so inspiring. I hope I can be a teacher like you one day, or I hope my kids have a teacher like you. Um, and so I found that interesting because I am a teacher, so I, I work in initial teacher education. So while I was seeing this sort of these sorts of videos going viral online, at the same time, I was trying to connect with my own students online um, during lockdowns in Melbourne. And uh, many of these students, I couldn't help but feel like they were getting much more out of engaging in social media than they were via these online lectures that often felt quite stale all the cameras were turned off it was very difficult to 
know whether I was engaging them or whether they were even there. Um, and so I sort of thought this was an interesting kind of, these, these, these things were happening in parallel. Um, and so I, I sort of started to bring this together. I was talking with colleagues, my friend Rosie Welch at Monash and another colleague, Natalie Hendry um, at Melbourne, and then Kath Albury, who's also at Swinburne, um, about what was going on here and how we were navigating some of the same issues. Um, uh, and, you know, even one of my students interviewed Mr. Luke, who's probably the most famous Australian teacher on TikTok. Um, she uploaded an interview with him to YouTube. So I thought that was really fascinating that I was teaching her at the same time as she was clearly being far more inspired by Mr. Luke's post on, on TikTok. So we wanted to explore that more. And that's where the idea for this project came about. It, it's, and I think this is a nice little dovetail into the paper itself that you, you put forward this case that TikTok is this kind of very kind of fertile space for exploring what reflective practice looks like and, 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 TikTok as a place for professional practice to be seen and to be understood. So why is it important that we understand how particularly pre-service teachers are using this, this medium as we're thinking about how we train teachers going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's worth remembering that teacher talk or teachers on TikTok it reflects a kind of a broader growth of teachers engaging with social media. So they've long been on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, creating their own communities and sharing resources, sharing frustrations, et cetera, et cetera. So TikTok is kind of like part of this growth. Um, but I think what makes TikTok particularly appealing, if you like, is that it, it does something much more immediate than a lot of these other platforms do. Whereas on Instagram, you have a teacher influencer who's posting a photo of their pretty learning plan or their new wall display etc on tiktok it's much more like here's a here's an authentic relatable 30 seconds in my classroom um that that somehow just connects with people on a much more um immediate and human level and that the performance of it i think um but what's interesting is is the the research and even the public discourse and the media um their engagements with teachers on social media and in particular TikTok tend to fall into two camps. So there are the ones who are just, and these, this is the dominant one I would say, are the ones who are all about identifying the dangers. Okay, teachers are on there, what's going to go wrong? You know, there are going to be blurry professional personal boundaries, there are going to be um, potentially the, all the hidden labour involved, is this not just feeding into a neoliberal uh, system where people are now having to uh, you know, uh, have side hustles on social media to make ends meet. Uh, what about the fact that only certain teachers are on, on these platforms? So therefore, what does that tell you about the teachers who are excluded from these spaces? So there's that kind of, there's that camp that tend to be a little bit worried about what could happen when teachers share too much online. Uh, and then there's the other camp that I would say is kind of the opposite extreme, which is the romanticising of of the profession that does happen a lot online. And, and like the example I gave of Mackenzie Adams, who's like a very um, uh, appealing performer. And when, when people think about what, what's a lovely teacher, they think of this kind of lovely, patient, caring, kind, sweet, you know, very sweetly spoken uh, woman. Um, 
and it almost creates this un uh, it's it, it's an impossible image of what a teacher is and does on a daily basis mm. uh, so so in that respect i we with our work we really wanted to move beyond those two cans in recognizing that it tends to be these are complex online communities that deserve to be unpacked a little bit more so and i think ultimately as a initial teacher educator I do have a responsibility to, you know, teachers are engaging with social media, whether you like it or not. So I do have a responsibility to help them navigate that, uh, you know, reflect on it, you know, have some tools for ensuring that they're, and I do, I incorporate assignments now that get, ask students very specifically to engage with teachers on social media and then unpack what, what they're, what they're um, engaging with in the content. So I do think I have a responsibility as a teacher educator to to do that with students as well. I mean, it, it is interesting, and one of the things that stands out to me with TikTok as a, a kind of channel in itself is there is this kind of acceptance of people playing all the parts. So I, I take Mr. Luke for example. Obviously, you're mm. not putting your ch- the children in your classroom on on screen on TikTok because that wouldn't be allowed, but. He plays these parts where he's like, oh, a real conversation that happened between me and one of my um, one of my students today. And he plays the student, he plays himself, and it allows sort of an insight. But at the same time, he is also somebody who is very softly spoken, has this really kind of welcoming demeanor. And it does often play out these these narratives that do feel very romantic for the, prof- the profession as this great you know, contribute to society, which it is, but also it's not always sunshine and, and happy voices. Hi, my name is Luke. I teach tiny humans and these are the conversations that I have with them on the bus on the way to our swimming lesson. <laughs> Hi, so I'm a teacher. I work in a team of three and none of us work full time. Alrighty, kiddo. Now, can you show me how to write a W? Hey, Luke, I think they hit me at playtime and now I'm bleeding. Good morning, Luke. If I give you $10, can I have your driver's license? Okay, so every now and again, as a teacher of tiny humans, I overhear my little legends singing songs. You, in the paper, you lay out these three research questions that cover uh, pre-service teachers and, and in-service teachers looking at the teacher-related content uh, that, that is on, on TikTok, uh, the specific appeal and the effects of, of these engagements on teachers, which you, you covered just before. Can you talk me through the methods of how you investigate these questions? Yeah, so um, those questions are kind of informing a broader study, obviously, beyond just this one particular paper. But for this particular paper, um, it, it was sort of us dipping our toes into the research a bit. So um, we have, since since this paper has been out, we've uh, we developed a much larger survey, which we're now analysing at the moment, a survey of about 120 Australian pre-service teachers um, who are who yeah who we've surveyed on in terms of their experiences of of TikTok and other social media and their beliefs and thoughts around it etc but for this particular paper um we kept it very simple and we just wanted to bring together insights from somebody who is a teacher who is on TikTok creating content teacher influencer if you like so we actually interviewed Mr Luke uh but we wanted to bring his insights alongside um the insights from someone who engages with his content. So I interviewed, we interviewed one of um, the pre-service teachers at Swinburne about her experiences and what it was that appealed to her about his content. So we're able to kind of bring their perspectives together 
um, uh, for this particular paper. So in that sense, it's a very, you know, it's not a big sample size. It's certainly a very much a qualitative paper that where we, we went deeper on a smaller amount of data, but um, it was, it was useful. And I think it was quite generative in terms of bringing those different perspectives together. Yeah. yeah. And, and certainly like that kind of exploratory work to kind of go, well, what do we need to know from this mm. so that you can format a larger survey that goes out to more people? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it has very much been almost like a pilot for a foundation for us to then think about how, where can we go to next? Definitely. Yeah. Can you talk me through some of the key themes that came out from, from this paper and, and from those interviews? Yeah, I would say, um, uh, well, one of the big things for me throughout has been how TikTok is simultaneously sharing teachers' professional practices and shaping them. Uh, and I think mm. these are that it's not just about, okay, well, it's showing us what the realities are, but it's also painting a particular view for the public about what teaching is, but also for those who are in the teaching profession, what's valued, what, what, what is it? They're, they're allowed to kind of refine their professional identities through these through practices online and I think um, what is unique about TikTok in that regard is the, the the way that both TikTok and teaching rely on or emphasize the art of performance and I think there's a it was really clear from talking with both Mr Luke and our pre-service teacher um, that a lot of it came down to TikTok really requires you to you know if we're talking about the attention economy right you've got a second in which to make the viewer want to not, you know, um, scroll past your video. So how can you engage with them immediately? And I think um, they talk about hand gestures, voice, anim you know, the expressiveness of the face. These are things that, that the minutiae of, you know, how we embody performance is something that really parallels what many pre-service teachers in particular are desperate to know more about. They want to become... They want to understand the art of teaching and they're hungry for more of these kind of practical examples of that. Um, and, and that's something that TikTok is clearly providing them. Um, obviously, you know, there are other things that we found out around, you know, how it, it TikTok provides teachers with a sense of community and networking opportunities to build relationships within the profession um, in a way that they've never been able to do prior to that um and but you know and we also discovered things like the hidden labor mr luke for example he's he's spending days uh, you know i think he's cut he's cut back his teaching hours so that he can spend more time developing his tiktok content now not everybody is able to do something like that so um you know that's an important thing not to lose sight of is the fact that it's you know, the the hidden labour, if you like, of of being a teacher influencer. Oh, and it, it's an interesting point around this idea of the hidden labour of influencer work. Um, yeah. Because he is somebody who's built quite a following. I don't know for sure, but I assume he's monetized that following in some way on TikTok. And so there is an opportunity to kind of shift the balance of how much time he's spending in the classroom and how much time he's spending in this work to be an influencer. But that's also not the reality for most people on something like TikTok or YouTube. The The opportunity to monetize comes with building an audience. Building an audience is hidden labor. And so there would have been this period for Mr. Luke, just as there is with anyone, where he was a full-time teacher paying his bills and 
doing all this work in the background to may and maybe he didn't go in with that kind of hope of of making money out of TikTok. Maybe it was just he went in there wanting to tell this this kind of perspective. And so it is it's hidden labor. And I think there is perhaps a challenge, and maybe this will come out in your future research, that people go in there thinking, oh, well, I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna be a teacher and I'm gonna be a, a teach a t- teach talk influencer. <laughs> and actually it's a huge yeah. amount of work and people don't always get to see that that level of, of work that goes on behind the scenes. You know, making mm. any kind of audiovisual product look seamless and professional, which people do on TikTok to an incredible degree, mm. is a lot of work. Mm. So, and making it authentic so it can't be too polished. Yes. You know, like that that maintaining some sense that it's an amateur production is really important in order to appear relatable, et cetera, et cetera. And that's that's hundred percent, you know, and especially I mean, I think Australia is slightly different. We don't have the same levels of engagement with TikTok. You know, there's a hundred million users every month in the US, probably more now. But um and so and teachers are paid, you know, their conditions are better comparatively <laughs> yes. uh, in Australia compared to the US. They're paid worse in in America. So for them, having side hustles, most teachers in the US from my understanding, do have some kind of side hustle, whether it's via a social media or not is another thing. But um, so for them, teachers pay teachers, all of those sorts of platforms can be really useful for a little bit of extra cash. But yeah, for Mr. Luke, for example, he very much went into it just, oh, this is a bit of fun. I think that's how they get you. Oh, this is just, I'm just playing around with this. Oh, some people are interested in seeing what I have to say. Maybe I'll do a bit more of it. And then, oh, now this business has reached out to do a sponsored post. Okay, why not? What, what the hey? So I think it just grew really naturally. And I think for him, and certainly looking at some of the responses we have from our survey, there's still a lot of cynicism around social media and the, the influences and all of that. So I definitely don't think he, like he doesn't, he wouldn't call himself an influencer, right? Mm. He, he's just creating content, which is uh, less uh, controversial uh, an approach. But, um, but yeah, I do think there are hidden costs that uh, anyone who's interested in doing this sort of work, there's, there's a reason. I think there are a lot of people who get engaged, start doing this and then realise actually this is way too much of a commitment. I'm out of here. You know, um, I'll stick to just engage, you know, watching other people's content rather than creating my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense. And once you realise the workload of a teacher, I imagine it becomes even <laughs> even bigger. Uh, I I wanted to start to look at impact. And I have a quote from the conclusion of your article, and it is slightly long, so bear with. <laughs> um, but I, it really stood out to me. Um, it, it says, TikTok, unencumbered by the strictures of formal training, has the potential to capture glimpses and gestures of a different side of t- the teaching profession, Fun, funny, playful, entertaining, expressive, contagious, dynamic, affecting, etc. TikTok satiates a desire among pre-service teachers to learn directly from observing the minutiae of a teacher's authentic classroom practice and to occupy a space in which professional frustrations and stuff-ups are not just allowed, but are the basis of learning relevance, relatability, and entertainment. And this idea of unencumbered by the strictures of formal training, I it stood out to me as somebody teaching in a field that didn't have as robust a kind of work integrated learning history as something like teaching does where people have been learning on the job since teaching was a thing. 
and that is part like built into how you train a teacher you you teach them the the foundations and the theories and they go out into the classroom and are student teachers and learn by and are mentored by people who are more experienced and that process of reflection i think can be really hard to to work with people because it's something that we don't always naturally do so i thought as a really good place to start in discussing impact is this idea around what tiktok can do for reflective practice in teaching but also just broader uh, uh i guess disciplines that that are now doing more and more reflective practice in their learning yeah i mean it's incredibly dynamic and lively in terms of how it, it uh, compared to how perhaps uh, student teachers have been expected to reflect on their practice in the past which tends to be write this assignment and it'll get marked and then you'll get some feedback in four weeks time or you know um and I mean, look, I've been, I trained as a teacher in the early 2000s um, and I've worked in teacher education for 15 years. And like I, I, one of the key things that drives me is to find ways to engage students in their professional, professional lives, but also in their sort of the deepening of their thinking around what it means to be a teacher. So, um, and that's a juggle in terms of, and there's increasing tension around that. So if we look at the history of teacher education, right, it used to be done in teachers' colleges. Mm -hmm. So it was very much a vocational profession uh, that didn't require a university degree. Now with that shift, which came in sort of the 90s where we moved from like teachers' colleges to actually know this is a degree that's worthy of uh, just because it's a feminized profession doesn't mean it doesn't deserve its own university qualification. So we go to the university level and you still have placements, but the, you know, the bulk of the work is in, is in uh, lectures in seminars in tutorials, et cetera, on campus, we'll be writing lots of assignments. And what's come with that though, is a bit of a tension where students are obviously hungry for that practical face-to-face -face experience which they get on placement but that sometimes feels a bit disconnected from the formalities of what they have to do as part of their uni qualification and I guess I'm always trying to break down those barriers and find opportunities where um, they're able to engage with real life examples and the minutiae you know like all of those things which is such a beautiful thing that can happen on sites like TikTok but at the same time I still want to bring them back to having conversations about, well, how do we reflect on this? How do we, so I want them to develop those tools for reflecting on their own practice. And that to me is what brings it all to life. That's where you can bring in the theory and make it, make their experience a valuable one and not just, oh, I have to do this degree so that then I can get back and back out onto placement or I have to do this unit, so I have to do an assignment and then I can go back and do the real learning on placement. Uh, and so I think, you know, for me, there can be a bit of a disconnect for students when it comes to their their qualifications and where they think the real the real learning happens. Um, and so I think I think there's a lot we can learn from TikTok mm. uh, in in that regard. I don't think it's perfect. I certainly don't romanticize it. I think <laughs> it needs to be used uh, in an informed way. Um, but I think. You know, there are elements of teaching that sometimes get dulled down uh, when 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 it's learnt in a university setting. And I think um, 
there's something about TikTok that's obviously appealing to teachers and pre-service teachers in terms of capturing those other aspects of, of teaching um, that I think we should be more mindful of. I, yeah. I, I think it's really exciting. And I think speaking as somebody for, who teaches in a different discipline, I think we could take a lot from this as well. Um, just thinking about the impact from a research perspective, where would you like this study to sort of be picked up or where do you think it could, what questions do you think it could be posing for future research? Yeah, well, like I said before, I feel like a lot of the time the conversations or when I talk with other academics around the world who are looking at TikTok and teachers, they tend to be really mainly identifying the dangers hmm. and looking at, okay, here we've got to, we've got to make sure teachers know that if they do this, then it's it's a breach of confidentiality and then there's, you know, there are rules around these things. And like, and I don't, but I don't want to come from a fear-based perspective, but I'm hoping that this work, if, if it does nothing else, is is sending that message is that it's not something to be afraid of or to be avoided or to be dismissed either um uh and you know i guess the ultimate ultimately i hope um for tiktok and similar kind of platforms to just be taken a bit more seriously by the field of education initial teacher education in particular and to recognize that it's our friend, not a foe, <laughs> and that there's a lot that we can learn from the from the ways that, you know, teachers on TikTok have been able to engage with others, including teachers, pre-service teachers, and the general public in a way that I think we could we could do a lot better in teacher teacher education. So yeah, that's my hope. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I, I think it's a wonderful hope, Catherine. I want to say thank you for joining me on the Hascast. Uh, for anyone who wants to read the article, uh, it's Teachers of TikTok, Glimpses and Gestures in the Performance of Professional Identity. Uh, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, Catherine, thank you again. Is there anywhere we should be looking out for your, your work, any publications, anything else you'd like to promote while we're online? Oh, um, thank you. I At the moment, we're just, I've got a few articles brewing one is going to be looking a little bit more at how teachers uh stood up against uh megan trainer the pop singer oh, yeah. um but yeah there's just a few more pieces that they can expect to see they can follow me at cathartie c-a-t-h-a-r-t-y on twitter um but uh and also just via my profile probably on the swinburne website sounds wonderful thank you again for joining me thank you The Hascast is supported by Swinburne University's School of Social Sciences, Media, Film and Education. Produced by me, Damien O'Mara, Kirsten Ambrons and Dr. Carolyn Beasley. Follow us on Twitter, now called X, at SwinHascast, or you can email us at SwinburneHascast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me for this week's Hascast, and until next time.